With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Get ready for success. Leadership Strategies for Women is a show dedicated to providing practical and valuable strategies for emerging women leaders of today. It's your time to get inspired, motivated, and challenged to achieve your vision for success. And now, here's leadership speaker and coach, Ellie Nieves. This is the Leadership Strategies for Women podcast, and I am your host, Ellie Nieves. I'm the founder and president of Leadership Strategies for Women, where I develop seminars and webinars to help high-achieving women show up, speak up, and step up in their careers. To learn more, please visit my website at leadershipstrategiesforwomen.com, or you can also follow the Leadership Strategies for Women page on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Here to talk to us about bringing diverse voices together is Jen Graham. Jen Graham is on a mission to design a more inclusive world, an activist, designer, and civic tech entrepreneur. Jen Graham is the founder and CEO of Inclusive bringing diverse voices together for conversations that matter. Since starting Inclusive as a social experiment in Atlanta, Jen uh, Jen has built a global team and a digital platform that has already enabled thousands of conversations around the world, both in-person and virtual. Her clients range from Facebook to Coca-Cola, including beloved organizations such as the King Center, Sierra Club, and the Aspen Institute. Featured as a 2020 World Changing Woman in Conscious Business by Conscious Media Company and recognized by the Atlanta Business Chronicle as a Small Business Person of the Year Rising Star in 2019, Jen's work has also been recognized by President Barack Obama and has received numerous awards for social impact and creative community engagement. Jen, welcome to the Leadership Strategies for Women podcast. Thank you so much, Ellie, for having me. I'm excited. So Jen, tell us a little bit about your background. Tell us something that we don't already know from your bio. Oh, wow. Um, I'd say I'm, I'm a community organizer at heart and I was a graphic designer by trade. And, and so really I, I ultimately stumbled into this work um, literally on my way to work. I had a bike accident and hit a parallel grate that catapulted me into community organizing. And, and I learned that, you know, true, in order to really move people to, to take action, you have to meet them with the emotional heart and you have to give them an opportunity to participate, to see themselves as part of the solution. And so what, what started as a journey of bike advocacy here in Atlanta that really helped cut my teeth on community organizing ultimately led me to the formula of of inclusive, which is you've, you've got to be able to involve everyone in the movement and give people time to be able to connect to it by sharing their own story of relevance and story of self, and then understand the shared challenges that we're all working, that we're all working with and, and working towards, um, and then create a sense of urgency for action. So 
we've really woven in the the public narrative and trying to use that as a tool for change. And I've been able to embed a little bit of the organizing from event planning and organizing as well as graphic design um, and using storytelling as a real way to, to move people to take action. So what was the catalyst? What made you decide to launch your company? Uh, I'd say it was a bit of, it's a bit of, um, frustration with the status quo. I'd say ultimately I, I had spent five years, uh, in design in the corporate world, helping companies design real big promises, uh, and, and then oftentimes not having the, the real work of culture change to be able to, to be able to truly drive it forward. And I saw that in, in various components, even from helping grow TEDx Atlanta to have a, pretty well-known and established entity. Um, but then realizing that we weren't able to engage the audience as much as we would like. And so I want I knew that we really had to think about uh, less monologue and more dialogue in order to really bring everybody into, into a, into the fold, into the way of, of culture change. And I know uh, one of my, one of my favorite quotes is that in order to change a culture, you have to change the stories. And that means, allowing every voice to be heard. And so what, what compelled me originally was this need for more intimate dialogues in small groups. And we piloted it in Atlanta first, because every, everything, especially I recommend <laughs> female entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs in general, always test and validate ideas uh, before you leave your day job <laughs> and see how it, how it flies. And it caught on. Um, people were craving human connection. And previously we were known as civic dinners. And it was as simple as gathering people together in small groups of six to 10 people for uh, a meal, a shared meal, either in a restaurant or home. And, and, and then having a, a structured dialogue where we provided the guide and the three big questions and allowed everybody equal time to share with one voice at a time. And there were no experts. There was no, no expectation of anybody being an expert on the topic. It was really... It was about bringing your own lived experience. And I, I looked around and there were no other real models that allowed for this, but going back in time, these talking circles have are ancient. This is how you know, uh, ideas have spread over from the campfire all the way um, to TED Talks. So but I, I feel we've landed on something that is now meaningful for individuals when they participate, but also to companies. We found that more through our work, we start, which started in the civic space. We really want to make sure that all residents are heard when it comes to master planning, even long-term planning. And then nonprofits really want to engage their own membership and attract new members around the issues that they care about. And then most recently, companies, there's a, a deep desire for companies to be able to lead on these critical topics from racial equity to mental health, to women in leadership, to even sustainability but they are struggling with how to engage and how to, what to say and how to do it in a way where every voice can be heard. And so that's the, the ultimate kind of the problem that we are, we are really tackling for, for companies now is how to create a sense of culture and belonging and, and to do that through a meaningful conversation. So I'm sure that your success has not come without a level of challenge. Can you share what some of those challenges are that you face as you were striving to launch your business? Yes, I would say 
so we were, well, you might hear my uh, one-year-old in the background, I don't know, <laughs> being a mother, a mother of two young children, a three-and-a-half-year-old and a, a one-year-old uh, is a whole nother set of challenges as a, as a female entrepreneur. And I feel, um, honestly, becoming a mother has made it, I think, equally as difficult to, to, um, to be able to you know, work nine or 24 hours a day. It's just impossible. Um, but I would say it's made me smarter. It's made me um, a multitasker as, as most women are out there. Um, but it's also made me more empathetic as a leader. Uh, we have quite a few uh, parents on our team and have, and I feel like the team is everything, really leaning on the team when you grow. And it comes with growing pains. And I think, especially when we, we grew so fast from 2020 uh, during a pandemic and we're about, 30, including full-time and contractors, and realized, you know, the sometimes growing that fast meant that the essential processes and structures weren't necessarily in place. And so we have had to go back and, and kind of iron out and, and systematize and get really concrete on role clarity uh, on that. So building a team is an entire different skill set than having an idea and being um, and kind of manifesting that through through research and design. So I feel um, I've learned so much as a as an entrepreneur, and um, if I could go back and do it again, there might be some changes that I would make <laughs> but to, to how I went about it. But um, I'm just so impressed with the with my team and how we have been able to pivot. We had we were 100% in person pre pandemic, and we have went within 10 days flipped to be able to work or be able to bring people together all over the world. Uh, for online conversations on these important topics and launched new themes like grief and gratitude. And the, and the moment that COVID hit us and created social isolation around the world, we were able to bring people back together. Um, and, and looking forward into the future, we are gonna be bringing people back together in person again, when people were desperate for connection and are so lonely and have mental health crises are, are off the charts. And so how do we play a role in and really creating that sense of hope and humanity and, and meaningful connection at a time when people need it more than ever. So I'd say we've been feeling all of the feels um, through the pandemic and the racial um, inequity and the movements there. Um, and it is tiring work to be in this space. And we just have to have grace with ourselves, with our with our team, and um, and most of all, just keep going step by step. So Jen, why is it so important to talk about topics like race and mental health and allyship in the workplace? It is essential. I'd say uh, these, it's right now, there's, like I said, there are few things around the mental health um, that impact us more than the injustices that we're witnessing and so on. And people are bringing this with them whether they're working from home or they're in person, um, they're bringing these themes and ideas and what they read and see with them to the workplace. And if they're impacting, there's this one study that shared that a single incidence of micro exclusion can lead to a 25% decrease in a team in an individual's performance on a team immediately. And so these micro exclusion examples um, are often unconscious and done so without really understanding the impact on the bottom line of a company. And so that's why it's, it's really important for companies to do the essential work around unconscious bias training and development 
And that is crucial and important, whether you do a live in-person training with a DEI consultant or you do online learning. But what we have found is that real lasting long-term change happens when you allow people to be able to take that knowledge they just learned in a training or a video and actually put it into practice by you know through actual dialogue with others with their peers or even peers and other companies around the world and so our model and our, our functionality is being able to take concepts that are quite heavy and to dis and to distill them into really um almost uh, narratives that we break down into stories and allow people to bring their own lived experience when they have um, you know either been a part of this before either have witnessed it or seen or been impacted by it personally and then addressing the the shared challenges and then identifying small actions that they can take either what whether how to be a better ally how to show up for others how to uplift others and maybe even what policies should change either in the workplace or at the state local community level and and how to become advocates for those changes that's wonderful great work thank you <laughs> So then we are amid this great resignation. If you read the Wall Street Journal, everybody knows that there's this mass exodus away from the workplace. And this is such an important topic today because the reason why people are walking away from the workplace is very telling. A lot of people are feeling disenfranchised or they're feeling like they don't receive the right level of empathy at work. How can empathy actually help leadership? And what does the future of empathy look like? Oh, wow. I was just at a, at a breakfast this morning with a futurist, and she talked about the pace of change and the acceleration of, of the change that we have witnessed. We saw, you know, for example, uh, that the advance in a vaccine typically takes 10 to 15 years, and we saw it created in eight to 10 months. And so we, we're seeing thing, and we've, we've seen the, the digital transformation alone where we've, we, cut a five-year transition down to six or 60 days um, where majority of businesses transition to fully online. So the reality is, is that changes is the constant. It changes the only constant and things are going to be reinvented. And I think empathy is one of those skills that will always and only be human. And we have to make sure that we flex what makes us human and what makes us non-replaceable because the truth is 50% of the jobs in the future are going to be automated. And how do we start to build and, and strengthen what makes us unique through our human connection and human capital will be the next error. Uh, this is like from, you know, back in even less than hundred years ago, we were 100% industrial. And now we're moving to a pure human capital. How can you add value through your creativity? But creativity is a very uh, intangible thing. And you have to have the right psychological safety and environment in order to have peak creativity and to have collaboration with one another. And so managers are having to learn the skills and the art of deeply understanding and supporting one another. And that means that you know, it's a, that's a shift in leadership from top-down hierarchy to bottom-up voice and appreciation and more coaching and more um, just uh, more about like supporting and creating that environment where creativity can thrive and where innovation um, ex explores new ways and new business models. Because the truth is like 
things are changing. Business models are, are having to shift on a dime um, to, to respond to customer needs and respond to what the environment is. And so that, that requires more comfort with uncertainty. And uncertainty is not, um, I'd say, humanity's greatest strength. <laughs> and some of us need more practice with uncertainty. And sometimes even getting in a room with strangers and having a conversation on challenging topics is practice in, in real time uh, you know, exploration and not knowing what you're going to say out loud and not knowing what your other peers might say out loud and that, that fear. So how can we help kind of get over that, allow us grace and also the opportunity to practice um, empathy, really the importance of living within another person's shoes and being able to walk in their shoes and hear their stories that um, storytelling is the secret way to strengthening empathy. And once you are able to, it's the difference between sympathy and empathy, which is a, there's a, quite a big difference, but until you've actually heard someone's story, that's what creates the, the emotional connection and the actual sensation of, of being in that person's experience. And that is what changes the heart and that, and therefore changes the mind and allows us to really relook at some of the policies and, and things that are in place within our organizations, within our, uh, within our society at whole. So it's an opportunity to, to shift the mind and prepare for more uh, flexibility and adaptability in the future. What advice do you have for other entrepreneurs out there? Oh gosh. Um, know that you're not alone and know that you always have people out there that will believe in you and that are rooting for you and that if you ask make make sure that you write a list of your needs and to be willing to put that list out there to share with your network your advisors your your family and friends and and ask for help when you need it i'm a big believer in manifestation but for it to work you have to write what you need and put it out into the universe <laughs> i would say so lean heavily on that i would say the other one the next thing is Make sure that you stay close, close, close with your customers and always make sure that you are filling a, a, a real need and that you are able to um, adapt to their changing needs. And so we're, one thing that we're learning and that we're doing is constantly engaging with our customers, uh, asking new questions, asking um, even going back and asking the same questions we asked six months ago to see if there's a change in in, in their situation or their, or, or how our product is helping them meet their needs. Um, and know that they are the heartbeat of every company. They are, they are the heartbeat of growth and then make sure that um, if you're focusing on your customers and providing value and they're happy, then they're going to help refer other customers and they're going to be your biggest fans and biggest advocates. And that's been the case for us. Like our, our super users, the ones that show up and help pilot our conversations are our customers. They are the ones that believe in what we're doing. And so find your super users, nurture them. They, uh, and same thing with your, with your team, find, uh, you know, nurture your team, find ways to celebrate the small wins as much as the big wins, because sometimes when you're in a startup and wearing 10 different hats from finance to accounting, to sales and marketing, uh, it's a lot, but make sure that you slow down at least once a week to appreciate all of the things that are working well and 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 thank those um, that are on your team. So, what's next for you? What's next? 
Um, great question. <laughs> we are, we feel like we are at a true inflection point with our new name, Inclusive, uh, that we rebranded in July. It is, it is resonating and it is setting us up for global expansion. We are also in the middle of our, uh, like in the, in the middle of teeing off our Series A. Uh, we are kind of testing out quite a few potential directions that we can go in still. So we we successfully pivoted last year to online. We're starting to go back in person. We also have new content streams that we're building, learning journeys from our inclusive series that now spans 30 different topics to our equity series, which is perfect for communities, to our future of work series, which is about how do we work in a remote when our, you know, when our workforce is remote and how do we build culture and community in that environment? And then also sustainability, as we heard at the COP conference in Glasgow, sustainability and climate change is really the next big conversation that we need to be having as, as a global community. And this is the, the one that we need to act on. And so we've, we've built out uh, new, almost 50 plus topics uh, that are really relevant right now. And, and then we also have a couple of new features on our platform that really help us move conversation into action. And that, is, that has been the core purpose of our work. We know that conversation is meant to be a spark. It's not the end all be all. It is, it is the spark that creates empathy, that leads to greater understanding, that leads ultimately to commitment to take action. And that is, the action part is where we really wanna to start to see and track movement and to see the change back to my community organizing background like that is ultimately why i started civic dinner is now inclusive and this is this you know this need for um being able to see real change happen either at the local level or at the national level uh that's where we're going to get the momentum and and be able to um, see the change that we want to see in the world and so i feel where we have this um great momentum going focusing on you know how we help build a more inclusive and sustainable world and what that might look like in a year from now or two years from now it's it's constantly evolving <laughs> and uh um we are excited though staying true to the mission and and building uh the best team so how can our listeners get in touch with you they can reach out. We are uh, all on social media. You can find us on our website at inclusive.co, two Vs, inclusive, uh, no E, uh, .co, or on um, social media, um, on Instagram, inclusive.co, or Twitter, um, Facebook, inclusive. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn, Jen Graham at inclusive. And um, I would love, I, would, I mean, we are looking for uh, fabulous complete companies that are really looking to, to create more inclusive cultures. And so if you want to help us by trying out our conversation platform, go to inclusive.co, find a conversation to attend. Uh, we have new signature events each, each, almost each week that are launching. And then we also have a membership that is going to become available starting in 2022. And so uh, find more ways of hosting your own or joining one or bring us internally to your company or your community. And we'd love to work with you. Well, Jen, thank you so much for taking the time today to educate our listeners about being more inclusive and about having conversations that matter. Thank you so much. Thank you, Ellie. It's been great. <laughs> thank you. And to all of our listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, God bless.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.